Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are back again. Got myself Pete here and we got Chris and Dixon with us. And that means we're going to talk about the old mouth dude. How's everybody doing on a, uh, on a Monday? I'm doing great. How about you, Chris? Fantastic. Sounds great like day. somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I do have a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I know, after traveling in a tournament, we really don't sure, feel like yeah. doing a lot. I don't feel like doing anything, man. I was on my feet, like, most of the day. The most exciting thing is that we all got to play a lot of games of Malibu. That's right, which is a good weekend. So, we are going to talk about, there was an eight-man tournament that Chris and I went to on Saturday, where... We got to play some Malifaux. We got three rounds in. And spoiler alert, Chris and I didn't have to play each other once. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was it wonderful. Was. I was so was excited. super good. Yeah. Cue the celebration song. Celebration <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. We're not going to do like a full episode on that, but we are just going to share some things that we experienced, some drops and matchups that we thought were exciting, and of course, some lessons learned. And we got a rage quit story. So look out, gang. We got one. Stayed on brand. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we needed one. We haven't had one for Malifaux in what, like a year? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So, and then finally, we're going to talk about Chris had a couple of models that he wanted to play that he wishes he was better. And Dix and I had a couple left over that we wanted to finish talking about. Yep. So we got a lot of good response from the. You know, please fix this model so we can play it, and you know we'll go ahead and do it some more. Hell yeah. Apparently, apparently people like bitching about models. I mean, who go go figures, right? I think it's that people like us bitching about models. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't get super technical about it. We aren't like, well, if you extended the range by zero point seven five. Also, no offense. Yeah, we, no, we don't. No offense. We don't actually say uh, we're not using these models because these are garbage models. They're like, no, we wish these models were slightly better sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. There was even a couple of those models that I know Dix and I were saying like, oh, we actually use these. We know they're not good, but we like using them. <laughs> I don't expect greatness out of this model that I love, but I use it. This is this is what I can do with it. Yeah, I can't believe so many people hate Burt Jetson, man. That guy's. Uh... Guys, my my bay. I'll use him. I don't care how shitty he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just. I told you already, man. He just dies too easily. Yeah. So before we get into the episode, though, make sure that you guys are supporting the podcast. Make sure that you guys check us out, RageWitWire.com. Make sure you get us on all the social medias. We got Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the evil Facebook Empire. And then if you want to support us directly, make sure that you guys are checking us out on Patreon.com/slash RageWitWire. You can support us for as little as a dollar. I want to thank uh, one of our, I got to play one of our listeners as a first round for the oh, uh, sweet. World Series. I got to play Flab. Uh, very nice guy. We kind of had a misunderstanding at one point. 
And then the rest of the game was like perfect. He thought that I was whining about something at the beginning of the game, and then real later on realized like, no, no, I'm, I'm just trying to clarify what we can, you know, take not take backseats, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, uh, I can't charge that model, then go over here instead. That kind of stuff. Because I've had people that if you start allowing that, they want to like go back on duels. So I always like to verify. I said, no, no, no. It's things that the game state hasn't changed because we are playing in Vassal. Oh. Chris has one of them stories. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll, that, we'll share that. But yeah, no, thank you, Flap, for the game. That was a great game. Uh, uh, the score at the end was 7 4, but like the first three rounds was very touch and go. So, I, those of you that can't see, because you can't, because we're on audio form, uh, while we're talking about the three rounds of the tournament, I have myself a nightmare before Christmas mug of the mayor, and he has a sad face, and he has a happy face. If the round went well, I will hold up the not sad face, and if it went not well, I will hold on the uh, the sad face. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, we, we went to an eight-round tournament. It was in Georgia, or not eight-round tournament, eight-man tournament in Georgia. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. We love the Georgia guys. They're always great, and gals. Chris, what did you end up bringing to the tournament? I played Bayou. I brought Explorers. And this was your first, oh, I mean, we don't get a lot of tournaments because we're just running back up, but this was Chris's first tournament with the Explorers, so I think that was kind of like a really... Um, it was exciting, yeah. And I think it was a good challenge for you, too, just to see like if what you've been doing in our one versus one with you and me can translate well into a tournament environment. So I think that was good to check out. Absolutely. Looking at the tournament, there was a lot going on. and Yeah, round one was uh, break the line, corner deployment, claim jump, deathbeds, outflank, spread mm -hmm. them out, and bait and switch. We did talk about these pools, right? Didn't we have? We a did. Pool? Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, we did about we did about preparing it. So now we're going to kind of give the listeners a kind of what happened during it. So looking at it, Chris, let's start with you. So with that pool, what did you end up bringing? What did you play into? Uh, so I played into Neverborn, and uh, because I played into Neverborn, uh, my first instinct uh, was to drop English Ivan, which uh, turned out to be a, a good choice. Why do you want to bring English Ivan into Neverborn? Uh, because he takes concealment and turns them into positives. And a lot of Neverborn stuff, uh, at least that would be dropped into Break the Line, are going to be somewhat concealing. Yeah, and what, what was the score on that one, and kind of how did that end up playing out for you? The score ended up being, uh, I think it was 6-3, something like that. Um, and it was uh, it was... If it wasn't for pure blinds, just missing uh, uh, how scoring works, I would have lost the game. Uh, instead, I came out winning, um, which is uh, which is very interesting. It was it was. It well, was he played Titan. He played ti ti Titania, yeah, right? He played he played Titania. That's exactly right. And then I chose claim jump and bait and switch. So I was going to say there was an interesting point in this game where you said that basically it was close and probably close to the point where you were losing. The I game. was losing. I was losing. Yes, absolutely. But can you can you explain kind of what happened and kind of like how it developed and how you ended up kind of getting those two points that you probably needed to win? Yes. Yes. Well, it actually worked out to be, you know, more than two points. But um, so I took claim jump with Corvus Rook and bait and switch uh, I had on his Rougarou. Because uh, in my experience, Rougarous like to go on the outside, circle around, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
So uh, at very end of turn three, I believe it was, I had Corvus Rook. I, you know, I was lacking for activations. You know, I had Corvus Rook and the operative left. He had the Ruguru and a, uh, what do you call them? The bunting, buntlings or whatever they are. Motonga. Yeah, that's it. Um, and so I chose, you know, all right, Corvus Rook. So I kind of gave away my scheme a little bit by moving him to the middle and then focusing with Corvus Rook. You know, he's like, okay, well, he's got, he's got a claim jump. So uh, it, he decided to to then move the Ruguru engaging Corvus Rook uh, within yeah. four inches. So I'm not scoring claim jump, and I had bait and switch on the Ruguru. So there's really no. He, it's got to be away, from, you know, four inches away from the from the center line, uh, which he moved it right to it. Um, so then with the operative, I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll just get this next, next turn. You know, it won't be anything. I was already on the, you know, the, the downside, like we said, I was losing. So I moved the operative up, uh, tried taking out, uh, I used arson to try to take out one of his ski markers because it was obvious that he had spread them out. Um, without thinking about it, he was like, all right, end phase, deadly pursuits. He moved the, the bunting up. He moved the Rougarou up, and then he moved his other one over, and I was like, I was just stunned. I was like, okay, I'll score claim jump, and he moved his Rougarou within two inches of the ski marker that I was trying to get the Rougarou next to. So I got bait and switch. Both points. Both points in one turn because he chose the deadly pursuit out. And then he was like, oh, as soon as I said it, he was like, oh, wait, no, no, I, I didn't mean to do that. And I was I was like, I just revealed my schemes. Like, We can't I, go back at this point. I understand that you wouldn't have done that had you known the score, but you, right. like, you're not thinking about it. You did it, and it it literally was the difference between a win and probably a loss. Yeah, because I wouldn't have been able to get the points from bait and switch – uh, yeah. So, anyways, I don't have to explain it to everybody, but uh, but well, I, yeah, think it, so. I think a key thing there is it's not like you were getting ready to like reveal and then like he did it. He was thinking about the the scoring. He didn't do it until you revealed. Yeah. And, and to me, that's kind of like once you reveal the cards, and it's not like you got them quick with it. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to score this and this. And once it's scored and revealed. You can't go back on that because now it's revealed and they know what you're trying to do. And now the, the mechanic no longer works if you go back because now he knows for sure, yeah. 100%. Too much information has been uh, now revealed. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. can't. And I felt really bad because dude was like the nicest guy. Like, I really enjoyed Yeah, he's a good this. guy. He's a really good guy. Like, we had great conversation the entire way up to it. And then at that point, I'm just like, oh, shit, it's like... Well, I, I mean, thought the I thought the TO made a good call on that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I know we called yeah we called John over and John was like, you know, we explained what happened, and you know the guy was like, uh, you know, I I, I uh, you know it's like, and then John was like, do you want to flip a card? And I'm like, I don't I don't want to flip a card. Like a, a card is fifty fifty. Like and the, now all my schemes are revealed. Like no, yeah. John, you make a decision. You choose whether or not it it. Yeah. Well, and as a TO, I think it's important for people that are TOs to know that sometimes you're going to make a call and it's going to it's going to suck for one person. You just have to make sure it's the most fair. And I think if he ruled the other way, it would have been super unfair to you. 
super unfair. And the thing is, this is a tournament where one of the things about tournaments is try to go as far as you can with all the mistakes on the table. So, like, if you make a mistake, it happens. He called it. He said, oh, that's a claim jump, so I'm going to have to play this as a claim jump. And then he forgot about it and made the mistake. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't think he, I don't think he forgot about it, Dixon. I actually think he just didn't understand thought, where scoring yeah. took place. Thought scoring so, was before. So he, oh, yeah. So that's more of a paying for. Your, that's what I call paying for your education. It's like you made that mistake. You're not going to forget it again. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Because scoring literally goes after everything. That's the reason why there's one ability that says uh, scheme scheme sub count for the purpose of strategies and schemes. Scheme marker side. Scheme markers don't count. For the purposes of strategies and schemes until the beginning of the next turn, even if this is the last turn of the game. Like the ability specifically says it that way because the very last thing you check for is for schemes and, you know, strategies. That was an interesting thing that came up in round one. And like Chris said, he ended up winning because of it. But I mean, that's the breaks of a tournament. It just, you're going to, you're going to win or lose usually by not a lot. Unless you're just outmatched, which you know tends to happen sometimes. Yeah, it's actually but, very, really funny because the very next round, I uh, I did some stupid stuff to where I was like, <laughs> "What did I do that for?" But I was like, ah, "It's a tournament. I can't take it back." Yeah, like, yeah, we'll talk about that because that was hilarious. Was hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. So, so my round one was interesting. So I ended up taking Maw, and the player that I went against played. Uh, actually, played Lucas, so McCabe, and I was like, "Okay, this is a." Uh, this is interesting. I'm going to be able to hang around the middle and fight while he's running around and scheming. And he actually surprised me a lot. He ran into the middle and started bashing with me with McCabe. Uh, he brought Sidisi and he brought, he had some outriders running around shooting stuff or rough riders, whatever the hell they're called. And he actually kind of bashed out in the middle and started winning because I didn't recognize, I ended up bringing Gracie. I brought a couple bushwhackers. I brought two soulstone miners um and i had two test subjects so and a bokor so i was kind of just running around you know doing normal maw things and all of a sudden he put that stupid upgrade onto sidisi the knife or blade or whatever that ignores hard to kill hard to wound ignores armor and basically gracie died like beginning of turn three and it made me a sad panda i was like oh gracie yeah that definitely is good against her this one was interesting because I started losing the middle. However, I had the bow core and the soulstone miners kind of pressuring the sides to just get out flank and to break the line. Uh, he did kill a bow or a uh, bushwhacker really early, so it was actually I was struggling to score out flank, and he knew I had out flank. That's why you bring two bushwhackers uh, with corner deployment, and but. The Soulstone Miners, they were money. They started killing the uh, Outriders, and they were starting to put pressure on his support pieces, and Maul was running around beating people with a spoon. So uh, it ended up just he did a good job of kind of flipping the right cards to deny me the two schemes that I picked. I ended up picking out Flank, which, I, like I said, a Bushwhacker got smacked and killed. And then I picked Claim Jump with Gracie. <laughs> who yeah. died horribly yeah well sid sid's known for that he his uh heavy machine gun i remember it hit uh pandora for six or oh, seven damage because of red joker he's well, a piece of shit and uh, another thing that sucked <laughs> was he and it was it was a good move on his part he shot gracie and did the blast with mccabe 
which puts like staggered and slow on you or whatever. So that that really stuck. Hmm. Wasn't fun. Wasn't fun. No. So, but I did a good job of denying his schemes. I think he took like deathbeds and he uh, took spread them out, which Ma's crew is really good about getting rid of uh, scheme markers. Like little Ask picked up a clutch scheme marker. Uh, Ma and the test subjects were picking up scheme markers. So even though he had like the stupid uh, sales pitch dudes, whatever the hell they're called, and then he had the Desper running around. I was able to kind of hold on to a minor three to two victory because <laughs> I couldn't get my dang schemes. Hucksters are a pain in the ass to deal they with because they they have the same ability as uh, Seamus to teleport all blo yep. uh, around blocking terrain and stuff. And every now and then they'll steal your soul stones for no reason. It's like, hey, will you uh, like to yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, the old sales pitch. And every time he did the sales pitch, it was I was kind of getting like low key. I was getting a little pissed off about it because every time he did a sales pitch, he flipped an eleven and I flipped like a three. And he's like, I'm just going to draw this eleven. And it was an eleven like all three times that he did it. I was just like, oh, this is so. I want to. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you would think with all the practice that he had into Ma, he would have done a little bit. You know, represented. You know, win's a win. A little bit better. I mean, win's a win. Win's a win. I won. He won three to two, so, man. Don't, and, don't get and, on him. And it, and it, I honestly like if if things would have went like not because you know it's Malifaux. There's certain flips where you just can't control it. Um, like I said, Gracie with claim jump. If if I would have known that upgrade was so bad for Gracie, I would I wouldn't have brought her. I would have done something besides claim jump, like spread them out or something. You know, useful. Gotcha. But um. Yeah, he, he kind of got, like, rage killy, like, kind of blinded by rage and killing stuff. He didn't progress towards, like, moving towards victory points, which, um, yeah, it just it didn't work out for him. But like I said, there was actually a time, it was turn five, and I was going to get one point for outflank, and I was going to get another point for the strategy. But he brought Desper super back over, and then he did that stupid, because Desper has it built in with that stupid blade that ignores armor and crap. Mm -hmm. And he flipped like, or no, he didn't flip. He cheated in the red Joker, which was the second time he had it in his hand and just one shotted the damn, uh, soul stone miner that I was going to use to freaking. Yeah. Yeah. It was real good. I was super happy about it. <laughs> I just shook my head. I'm just like red Joker again. Huh? He's like, well, I draw a lot of cards. I was like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, you son of a, yeah. that's, how, that's how I felt right there. <laughs> Sad face. Well, no, it, was a, it was a good game, though. Sid ignoring everything in the world yeah. and hitting for six damage or seven if you have the Red Joker. It's pretty bad. However, <laughs> Ma got her revenge. She beat the piss out of Sadir or Sadisi, whatever his name is. It, it's Sadir. We call him Sid. Just call him Sid. Yeah. She went, she took that wooden spoon and kneecapped him. <laughs> it's a pow. He took out his balls. Yeah, so it in my in my mind, like it should have been probably closer to like a five three game, five two game, depending on what he could do. But you know, there was some unlucky flips for me in there, but I was still able to hold on to it. it definitely made me a little sad, but it was okay. Yeah, I mean, you still you, win. Yeah, it's a tournament. You know, you did, you, and you got the the W. You know, good can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah, and he, he's a good guy. He, it was a lot of fun playing against him. I, I liked seeing what McCabe could do, so it was good to see how. He played McCabe. Nice. Then we go into round two. So round two was Wedge with Turf War. So you can expect a little Killy in this one with Breakthrough, Hidden Martyrs, Vendetta, Let Them Bleed, and Research Mission. So, Chris, what do you bring in this one? I think I already know the answer. 
Uh, actually, I, you know, so originally I was going to bring Cooper. I was going to drop Cooper into this, you know, because uh, I've had a lot of fun with Cooper. But uh, playing Seeker for, you know, as many games as, as I played before the tournament, I thought, hey, let's take Seeker. And it uh, it turned out to be a lot of fun. Wait, are you saying that Seeker don't die a lot? <laughs> yeah, I am saying Seeker do not die a lot. It's, Wait, it's, it's pretty nice. But I thought they were very slow. Wait. But it's wedge. But it's wedge. Yeah, oh gosh, it was a terrible yeah. nightmare. No. Yeah, I was right up, right <laughs> up in the middle, having fun, just duking it out. Yeah, what'd you fun. play against, Chris? I actually played against Daw, and I don't have a lot of experience in a Daw, and I played against a very skilled uh, opponent, and it was a very good game. It was a fun game. So I, I'm very curious because Daw likes to attack both movement and willpower, and the willpower. And movement of that faction in general is fucking horrendous. So, how did that work out? Like, you won this. I know that, but holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So she uh, she focused a lot of her attention into the grave goo. Um, she did not like the grave goo. I it surprised me a little bit because of the two, I would consider Mikhail a much better choice than the grave goo. But she did not want that grave goo on the board, so she. Brought two, both her hanged up and put up the entropic field or entropic yeah. force, and um, I had to do shenanigans to get those out of the way so that I can keep you know reviving my characters. And uh, eventually, she just she got you know she took out the grave goo, but I was able to uh, take out both those hang or no one of the hanged and a bunch of her other models, just support models. I would yeah. say, we we were talking about that matchup while you guys were playing it, and we were like, Daw is a great pick into Seeker. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I was surprised. It's like I, I, yeah. I heard the matchup, I saw the table, and I was like, you're in a good position. This is going to be a rough game. I need to know what is happening. And then Pete was giving me the heads up. It's like, no, yeah. he's actually winning. I'm like, what the fuck? How? Well, and and Chris did some good moves, and this is stuff that I've done to Chris before, so I know this is probably where he got the idea from, but there there was a moment where you had to block line of sight to the models that had the entropic field, entropic field or whatever. Yeah, so you so, have to block yeah. your line of sight. Entropic, entropic curse. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so I used the Damned and uh, Sophie to block line of sight to the rest of my crew, so everything could heal just perfectly fine. No, because... Uh, the, the, okay, so I, I can tell you right now why. Uh, personally, I I kill the stupid uh, ooze. Well, I, I shouldn't say stupid. I love the ooze, but I kill the ooze first because being buried by it is significantly bad since you can't really get out of it. It's, like, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah. Right. So it says significant because you can take out uh, masters that way, and and it's fairly easy. So if the ooze were to hit, say, not even Jackdaw, one of the hang. The hanger is gone for the rest of the game, and the hanger is only speed four. So yeah, I, that's in my opinion. That's the reason why the worry, because I, I I do value it as a priority target when I'm playing against it. Uh, secondly, the entropic curse thing, like you have to take out the hang, and that's probably the main other reason why. And hanged are tough to take out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, between, yes, they are. Yeah, between because the jokers are opposite for that model. Exactly, in between. Uh, the stupid ooze being able to take him out per, uh, permanently, basically, and you being able to heal through all manner of shenanigans, I think that's the main. That's that was the reasoning for her attacking that way. Well, yeah. and this is where Chris made his stupid mistake. So, Chris, do you want to explain kind of what you did? That was pretty funny there. 
Okay. Well, first, I want to say what uh, what I took scheme wise. So I took okay. hidden yeah, martyrs. Yeah, hidden martyrs with the damned and Sophie, um, and then I took research mission because I was just going to sit, you know, park right up there and research mission. Yeah, it was fairly easy for me to score both points. Hell yeah! But uh, so once I was in the middle and I was just you know hammering it out, I uh, <laughs> went with Jetsa. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to heal Jack because I'm trying to get her to burn her cards because, you know, I got it. I'm trying to kill Jack. She threw Jack right up in my face and she's just like, which was great because Jack was really kicking my ass. But um, so I heal Jack and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a two. It's a one. So I was like, all right, we'll take one damage. And she was like, okay. And I just heal him, heal him again right away. I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to try for better next time. Without even thinking, once per activation, I you know switch that damage. So I'm like, and she's like, all right. So I take two more damage, and I was like, actually, no. Um, you actually heal too. I did that. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you're back up to full. <laughs> you're back up to full. Ha! Huh? Take that. You do. Yeah, stop. it was, it oh, was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. You do stop tormenting tormented soul. Uh, they have an ability that when they draw cards, Jack Duck can choose to heal instead of drawing the card. So you do st- uh, stop that. So that's actually great. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, funny, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what was the uh, like final result of that game, Chris? Uh, yeah, the final score uh, was I got three strategy points, and then I got both both points for both. So it was seven to, like, uh, I believe she scored three, if I'm not mistaken, because I kept denying her with the uh, – behind the strategies yeah because anytime you killed something you'd neutralize her turf war markers and you you were in the middle and nothing was dying so you had three pretty much the whole game yeah i actually flipped both of them turn one and then i waited until you know turn four to flip the middle one i didn't have i mean i didn't have to flip it Yeah. yeah yeah so definitely uh definitely a good example of how jedza can kind of sit in the middle and really just just control the board yep the good luck coming into me, Turd. Wedge is perfect for her. Well, I think that means that we're going to go on to round three then. No, 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 no. Nothing to see on we're round two. We're talking about you, round two. Let's, so, let's get this out. We want the Rachel story. We yeah, want the Rachel story. I want this one. Revisit it. It's funny. Wait, 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 wait. So I'm I'm right next to Pete. He's playing on the table right next to me. And I look over. I'm keeping track of his game and my game. After like turn one, I look over and all the models are gone on his board. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. All right, now you you pick pick up the story from there, Pete. Go ahead. All right. So there I was. Um, I was playing Brandon round two, and it's this murderous pool, which is cool. And he's playing Neverborn. So. I was looking at the board and it was mostly cover. There was plenty of lines to shoot. I was really on the fence with Kin. I, I was like, okay, do I want to drop a Feely and kill stuff? And I'm like, this is a killy pool. He might drop Nakima. Can I shoot Nakima and last through that fast enough to, you know, survive the game? So I went into it and I was like, all right, I'm going to drop a Felia. So I dropped Kin. I'm going to try to blast him. Pa-pow. And course he dropped Nakima so I was like okay this is exactly what I thought it was going to be so we get into it I pretty much don't move up hardly at all I'm not even towards the edge of my deployment zone because I'm like I'm not going to give him anything uh Rami ended up doing like 
four points of damage to I think it blood is blood shaman or whatever it's called. Uh, so that was a good sniper shot. I was like, good, I can kill it next round. And uh, Francois moved up a little bit to uh, put a couple shots on. What did he shoot? He shot something. I think it was a young Nephilim or something. I uh, did a few points of damage to it. I knew that Francois was going to be the attack point because he was the furthest one up and the juiciest target. And when I say furthest one up, I mean he was barely touching the uh, turf war marker on my right deployment zone. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So last activation, Nakima walks, walks, charges, shoves aside Francois up towards his shit. And needless to say, Francois takes a beating turn two. And he's not dead after Nakima's first activation. And that's saying something, right? So, but however, I had to dump so many stones in it and I had to dump so many cards into it. I activated two models after Francois to try and save him. So after my first three activations and just tunneling so hard on saving Francois because he's my boy, I wanted to save him. Just couldn't. Stupid young got a, a young Nephilim got him before I could save him and heal him up with my Bokor. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay, I got Nakima halfway dead. I'm like, okay, I can activate Ophelia. I can probably kill Nakima this turn. I was like, that's probably going to happen. I'm okay with this. And then we can fight our way out of it, work on the mature, kill the rest of the crew. We're going to get out of it, gang. We're going to be okay. This is turn two. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> the mature was hiding behind a rock turn one, charged into Ophelia and I think my Bokur and my sniper, Rami. He had range to all of it because, you know, they're fast and they're little bitches. Anyways. And two-inch reach. <laughs> Don't forget yeah. two-inch reach. Anyways, he goes ahead and flips, does damage. It's going to hurt. It's like four damage. And then he's like, Oh, and that's the execute trigger. And I look at my hand, which has no cards. I look over at my sideboard, which has no soul stones. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I just look at Brandon. He's like, what? I'm like, Brandon, there's no reason to play this out. We're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. You can have eight fucking points. All right. We're just going to call it there because Ophelia and Francois are dead. I'm an idiot. It's okay. We're just going to end it there. Move on to the damn tournament. <laughs> I'm going to go get a burger. <laughs> Woo! Bravo. Sir. And I did. And I will say that burger was delicious. That, and, and I will say. My salty tears make the burger even better. My, my I, I got to say thank you for, you know, you know, bringing honor to the name of rage quit wire i stay on brand i stay on brand <laughs> folks Listen, if you're gonna pre if you're gonna preach it you gotta live by it that's so fucking and, funny and, and you know the thing is it's like and you don't gotta be pissy about it right like i did the you know i you know i did a little cussing when i you know, you know when it happened and that's you know, fine but i just looked at brand I'm like hey man that's good and john came over he's like oh you you're done yeah i just give brandon eight give me zero i'm good with that because <laughs> okay. i mean honestly so it's one of those things it's almost and I don't know if it's because I played some magic in the past few years where, you know, you kind of concede and stuff when it, the writing's on the wall and you know that the loss is there. But yeah. I just looked at Brandon, I'm like, even if we played this out, I mean, Nikima was right next to Raphael and 
I think I had Maris over there too. And she was in range of black blood. So even if I kill, you know, Nakima, I'm probably killing two of my own models. And then the rest of his flying crew is just going to finish up whatever's left there. And I'm like, we don't need to play this out. We can see what's going to happen. I, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't just shoot up the shit out of the matures. I guess he really, like you said, he only, he only had one. He only had one mature though. That's the thing. Yeah, but he had a young that was about to kill somebody that was going to turn him into a. Yeah, a yeah, but the but the thing is, it it was just it wasn't even tunnel visioning on killing Nakima. Okay. It was just tunnel visioning on trying to save Francois. Right. Which because once again, I picked him for. Uh, what was it? Vendetta. So I picked him for Vendetta. That's so right. that was two. That was two points that I'm like, if if he dies, I'm just two points in the hole. And with yeah. Nakima, I don't think I'm going to recover from that. Yeah. And I actually started talking to you guys about this. And I think what was my other one? My other one was Hidden Martyr. So I probably would have. It probably wouldn't have gotten a goose egg. I probably would have got one point out of that damn game because of Hidden Martyrs. Good job for letting your stuff die. And. I, I talked to you guys about this. I'm like, man, I, I'm telling you, with the way that season two pools are, yeah. I don't know if Kin are super great. They're just not as mobile. And I mean, I liked them better with uh, Recover Evidence, and I liked Kin better with uh, whatever the outlaw one is. Uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, the one with the bounties, bounty okay. tokens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking yeah, about public enemies. Public enemies. And... Yeah, I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah this, this. The strategies for this one, you got to put in a one killing one, man. I yeah. mean, come on. In Turf Wars, I mean, yes, I get it. It's somewhat killy, but it, the goal isn't to kill. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a threefold well, goal. And and not only that, it yes, you can neutralize them by killing. But if I'm going to get more than two points from the strategy with Kin, I have to move up to like the midline. Mm. And with the Kin that's not exactly where you want to be against a lot of like against Nakima. You don't want to be in the middle. It was, it's just, it had me reflect a little bit more on where I'm going to try to see Kin and where I'm going to put him. So I, I think I would have definitely been better suited with like a maw drop there. Um, but you know, that, that just lesson learned. That was my first tournament really with, uh, with Bayou. I mean, my other tournament I played in was in October. So right. just, kicking the kicking the rust off definitely don't play zip when you know like when you know that the the kill pool is there and you're playing against never but don't play zip because they're gonna drop an akima or you know possibly uh, uh titania and then it's just like oh i i can only shoot you and i'm at a disadvantage that's yeah so that that's why I, the drop there was probably maw so yeah, that's fine it's just a lesson learned um but yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, I got, like I said, I got to watch other games. I actually got to talk to uh, Matt from Weird, so that was kind of cool. I uh, got to sit there for a while talking to him, and he, he said he listens to the podcast. Cool, you're, you're going to hear me bitch a little bit then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry, gang, I got it. Rage quit, wire for life. Yeah, Rage quit. Hey, listen, this isn't the stay calm and think rationally wire, all right? Just everybody get used to it. I mean, sure. we rage because we have a lot of passion and we love this game. So therefore, that's right. You know. Yeah. And hey, if you ever play Brandon Lynch, he's going to give you the aw shucks routine. Like, oh, I don't know if I have this one. Oh, this is probably an easy win for you. Just tell him to shut up. He's a damn liar. He's a good player. And yeah, don't let him feed you that. He's a phenomenal player. He's a very oh, good player. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I learned so much about the matchup 
just playing yeah. against them on our, our, our tournament games. Like it was a four three, but like I said, it's like if the game had gone on, it would probably have been like he would have still won six to four, like eighty percent of the time. We're gonna move on to round three. So we got this is gonna be flank deployment with symbols of authority, detonate charges, assassinate, catch and release, and research mission and death beds. So Chris, real quick, we'll shorten this round up a little bit. But you were on the top table against Brandon. So what'd you bring? What'd he bring? I brought Anya, and he brought the Dreamer. The Dreamer. Not a good matchup for me, but the I mean the the scheme pool, the choices that I had, it was. It was really. I mean, I had I had no other choice but to drop on you. Kudos to Brandon to for bringing diversion into the crew that loves to use zero action or bonus actions. That's so fucking awesome. It was funny as hell to hear that. <laughs> yeah, same reason why Chris doesn't like twelve cups of coffee. Yep, exact same reason. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, so there's a lot of things Dreamer just hate, like just turns off with Anya. A lot of his su- stuff is incorporeal, so it doesn't care about your hazardous terrain. Uh, you're not really going to get a great chance to kill Dreamer. You got Lord Chompy Bits that's going to chase you around, that can teleport. Uh, the Insidious Madness just messes up your auras and crap that you're trying to stay in range. And yeah, just normal Dreamer stuff. Oh, yeah, so it was beautiful. very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, you said there was a point where he put you on the back foot where you had to kind of go back to a point, Chris. You said there was an interesting point where you had to basically abandon your your dreams and aspirations for that game to go deal with a problem. Yeah, I was moving up the right flank um, in order to circumvent his stuff because he brought some of his uh, – He was he, the way he was fielding his models, it was smarter for me to go right. Uh, I – Look, retrospectively, I probably should have gone more left than what I did, but uh, I had Sovereign and Winston going up the right with Anya right right behind them and a couple other key pieces, and I had to stop all that and just divert left with Anya in order to uh, take care of Capellius. Um, he brought Capellius right, right up the middle and just was just like, here, have fun, deal with them. And I did. I mean, I took him out, you know, top of turn two. It was like maybe – first activation of turn two. And he was like, I really didn't think you could deal with Cabela's that fast. Um, but in doing so, he caused me to abandon Sovereign and Winston. And I just couldn't, I couldn't pull them back because Winston's not a good riding partner with Sovereign. It's the opposite way around. So now I've got Winston who's kind of just sitting there with no dirigible target or anything like that. Um, and I had to start scoring. So, yeah, he did a good job at splitting my forces and then just taking out those two pieces and then working on the rest. I got one question. Did at any point in time become useful or, or did Brandon counter Union Buster fairly well? Because if you separate Dreamer from the Nightmares, you just kill him because he only has like seven health. So I, I, I'm just wondering if, if you had that chance. So... In order to protect myself and my models, I had to stop focusing on trying to get Dreamer. There were actually two full turns where he left Dreamer outside of Nightmare Range. I was like, you know you, you're outside of Nightmare And he's like, yeah, I could focus on Dreamer and do this, but if I do this, then I'm putting my pieces so far out of position that he's going to take them out instantly. That's Okay. It was good. He did, he did a very good job of playing. I don't know if he did that on purpose. He probably, you know, 
got lucky with a couple of his plays. Uh, but Brandon is a very good player. And that was actually the first time that I've ever – I've watched Brandon play many a times. That's the first time I've ever actually played against him. And usually I like to feel what someone's play style is. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to our next game, Brandon. I look forward yeah, for to sure. playing a little bit better of a matchup. I don't think that matchup was very uh, – what I had to throw into that pool and what he got to choose to throw into that pool, he had a much better matchup. I look forward to the next one where we can maybe go on a little bit more even footing. So I told Brandon, I can't, I can't wait to play a a game against him in Malifaux. (laughs) Dude, Brandon, I love Brandon. Brandon's good. And he's a wealth of information as well. He knows, he knows all of your car, you know, all of your, uh, your, your models, like there were a couple times where he's like, he reminded me, he's like, scout ahead. And I'm like, yep. So, you know, do this. And then, you know, I did Harold and he's like, yep, go ahead. And do you, oh yeah, you ignore terrain. Yeah. He, he knew, you know, he knows what he's doing. He, he, he's a very good player. Yep. I look forward to playing him again. Me too. Yeah. I, want that, rematch. That, I would say that's the cool thing about playing two people that know their crews pretty well is like when I was playing Brandon with the kin, for that, you know, one and a half turns, actually one and a third turn, maybe. Uh, we we went through the first turn really quick just because I know what yeah. my crew does. Yeah. He knows what his crew does. So it just went smooth. And it's awesome. And I, I, I finished all three of my games, even that one against Brandon. It went a little long, but we got there. You finished it. <laughs> so Conceding my cow. cow. So yeah, Brandon ended up getting Chris. So, so yeah, Brandon got me, but I had uh, I had so many tournament points because you know I was I was doing the exact opposite of what I normally do with Pete. I was focusing on the game. Yeah. So with Pete, because we play so many friendly games, half the time I don't even focus on the game. You know, it's like who cares? Like I just want to counter. I want to do stuff. I want to see how it turns out. You know, I want to figure out interactions between different yeah. models. But, uh, yeah, so first game I had, you know, six points. Second game I had seven points. And last game I had four. So I had so many tournament points. I uh, Instead of, you know, a lot of times you'll see that the top table ends up being first place and third place because that second place player, that second place player gets so many points from playing a lesser player. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I did, I did pretty well. I, I was happy with my turnout. Yeah, so my last game, and Dixon actually got a good little chuckle out out of this one when I told him the matchup. I was like, I'm playing Terra, or sorry, I'm playing into Terra with Zip. So, and Dixon was like all excited to see that matchup. Yes. It's just, I I don't get to see that often because Terra doesn't hit the table that often. Yeah, and it was the player that Chris actually played uh, round two, so I knew it was going to be a good game, and... I actually brought a really kind of elite zip list. It was very light with only like seven models. So I brought, uh, ended up bringing two Skeeters. Uh, I had, of course, the first mate. I brought Francois because I'm like, damn it, Francois, you're going to do something this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I brought uh, a Maris, and I think that was it. Maybe. So my worry when you told me this, because I really liked the list, it's like, man, Lisa, uh, uh, Pete is coming in for blood like it looked like you were just gonna try to kill as much as you possibly could yeah so i find it funny that you think seven models is an elite crew that's just for, funny for me for me it is for sure right. so <laughs> so that being said uh i was just curious to see what would happen or what would you do to stop the berry stuff 
Because if you so, get buried, Terra's gonna have yeah, you're gonna have somebody's gonna well, have children with you. The new the new Talos is really cool, man, because she did an awesome job of just she put him like right next to a couple of the symbols. So that way, if I went anywhere near those two symbols, he was going to, you know, pound town. But what he did was, or sorry, what she did was really cool is she used like Terra and she used a couple of her other models to, she buried one of my Skeeters. And then she actually buried Francois later in the game and Talos beat the bejesus out of him, man. It was pretty cool to see because I love that model. That model is fucking awesome looking. Yeah, I was glad to see that Talos actually works in a Terra crew now because he doesn't have to go find models. He's just like, oh, look, there's a model in the void. <laughs> and he's such a is fine model. He's such a good model that now he's one of the tech pieces. Like, if you know you're going against, like, say, Dreamer, you bring Talos because Talos is going to beat the piss of whatever he summons. It's yeah. like, oh, I, I summon the Insidious Madness. Talos brings out the hammer. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and so that was really cool to see. Uh, basically, I just had to, when... I had to pick when to activate models. I ended up having a ton of pass tokens because I sh- I think she had like 10 or 11 models or some crap like that. Yeah, she brought three void wretches. She summoned the cat thing. Uh, she had Tallow. She had the disciple. Yeah, she had something crazy like 10 models. And it, it was just, I at one turn, I think I had six pass tokens because it, it started getting pretty low on model counts for Zip. Yeah, it was, it was crazy to see my models. And plus, Terra gets to activate twice. So even when I make her go first, I still go last. Yes. I'm, I'm just like, this is this is awful. <laughs> so yeah. um, It gets better because many, 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 many models in the faction have... Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's many, many ways to get past tokens in the crew itself. So you're, she's always going to get the last activation. Just Yeah. <laughs> so I was happy to see kind of how she played. And... I ended up getting most of my points. I didn't score the strat the first turn because I was a little scared to get close to Talos, so that was a little scary. I had to kind of spread them out a little bit and pick off a couple of weak models. Uh, but after that, I got all three of the remaining strat points, and then I got both points for research and then one point for deathbed. So I did pretty good against it. Uh, I basically where the gate it ended up being a six-six tie, a draw. And the reason why is because Terra just got all the, all the symbols. And I knew if I didn't kill her, I had two shots to kill her. One, I went in with Francois, and Francois missed killing her by one hit point. Oof. And she was by herself, so I don't think the Katrina thing would trigger. I think that's a ranged thing. I can't eight, remember. Eight inches. She has to be within eight inches of Katrina. Yeah, she was, she was way, way away from that. Uh, but then she buried and I didn't see her again. And then I missed it again when she popped back up. Uh, just didn't have the cards for it. So it, I, once I didn't do that, I'm like, yeah, she's going to get all four points and there's nothing I can do with this. So I just need to score what I can. And it, it worked out. Um, it was a friendly kind of tournament game. I didn't care because it was round three and we weren't playing for much. Uh, I actually technically could have won that game. She actually misplayed her catch and release model because when she unburied it, Instead of unburying it on my half, she unburied it on her half. And I could have been like, well, you placed it wrong. But I was actually like, you want to know what? It's round three. I'm good with a 6-6 draw. You you could have easily put your model there. You just need to reread the point of the, the scheme card. Right. So I was like, I was like, go ahead and replace it. We'll call it a 6-6 draw. I'm good with it. Yeah, um, Jess was a good player. I enjoyed playing yeah. against Jess. I actually, I forgot to mention one of my interactions 
with her on round two. Uh, and I want to, I want to, I want to tell this. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm done talking. It was just fun seeing Tara on the board, and and it, she was good. I, I mean, it was a great drop. Very cool. No, but the interaction that I had was, um, so my uh, my hidden martyrs. So I had uh, the damned and Sophie as my hidden martyrs. So I fed her Sophie towards the end. I was like, please kill Sophie. Like <laughs> Sophie's been hanging on for this entire time. So I just fed her Sophie and she took the bait. She killed Sophie. And then I was like, all right, well, hidden martyrs. And then the second part of hidden martyrs is you have to have the damned engaged with a model that's a higher point cost than him. Um, and she had the, uh, the effigy turn into the emissary. So the emissary, you know, is 10 points. Um, so I'm engaged with the, with, I've got him trapped. Like he can't move at all. I've got pieces surrounding him. So she's trying to kill the emissary to deny me that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here with Jetsa. I'm just healing the emissary. Jetsa's entire activation was healing that emissary. That was the game you said with, um, what's his face? Uh, Jack Doll, Jack Doll, right? Yeah. Jack Doll, yep. Jack Doll has execute. Does it not work on friendlies? Jack Doll was dead at that point. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I okay. killed Jack Doll like turn three. Oof. Because I just I focused. I mean, I you, you focus on Jack Doll after he you runs out, out of cards. cards. It's just like yeah. dead, dead, dead. Yeah, he only yeah. has six health, but you like God Almighty, you, you he is hard to kill anyway. He is very, very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really excited though, just because. I mean, that was, like I said, that was my first tournament basically since October and because I had to run the other one. And I know Chris and I, we actually have another tournament in uh, at Game Theory in Raleigh that we're going to go to on July 24th. So in two weeks. Yeah, it'll be one week by the time this comes out. But okay. yeah, it, it, it's just it it's going to be fun to play another tournament, a different meta, uh, play with some of the North Carolina guys. going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, Chris, lesson learned. What do you think about your explorers in a tournament? I think they're phenomenal, but uh, I need to get paint on uh, some of the other crews that I have so that I will play them in a tournament setting. Uh, only having uh, four choices hampered me a little bit, uh, especially that last round. I probably would have done better dropping Bass into that last round. Uh, Bass and the Dreamer. Well, I think it's also going to be cool to see you, uh, I know you're going to get the, uh, what is it, ABS crew or whatever? Yeah, the EBS. I've got, EBS. I've got uh, BB and uh, Calypso coming in, but I want the, I, I want that uh, uh, Nagatoro's brother or whatever he is, um, Haka or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I want to get him. He's a phenomenal model. Like, yes. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see you unpack uh, that faction a little bit more and the more I told Chris while we were kind of doing it, while we were kind of coming back in from the tournament, I'm actually interested to try a couple of the other masters that I've kind of poo-pooed on a little bit. I was talking to Chris about maybe trying to bust Somer back out to see what he's all about, and then also trying out maybe some Brewmaster, because Brewmaster might have some playability into some matchups, maybe not some of the pools, but there's some matchups where it's like Brewmaster can deny you pretty hard. Yes. I don't think that Brewmaster is OP or like he goes into everybody, but... I just there's some matchups, especially the ones that are melee heavy, where I, I can just see him manhandle a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of matchups where he can really make it tough for people. So 
I was interested in maybe busting him back out. Plus, I mean, it, it's Brewmaster, so the models are sweet. And I mean, yeah, let's get drunk. Hell yeah. So we're we're going to get into the main part of this, though, even though that kind of is the main part, because I guess we're going to condense this once again. <laughs> Not going to get as many models as Dixon want to do, but models that are we, we think are bad or not as good, but we want to make better. So we're going to start off with Chris this time. What's a model that you've looked at recently where you're like, man, this model's cool, or I wish this was better, but it sucks. So do you want me to just list one or do you want to do Yeah, give me one. Give me one. Okay, yeah. one. Uh, and what I think is the most stupid model is the Morath. 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 You don't like the model? Yeah, uh, the model is beautiful. I love the, the oh, okay. aesthetically okay. wise. Okay, it's just playability. He's just dumb. Why don't you like it? He doesn't do anything. What do you mean? Why don't I like it? No, no, that, that's actually this is how we do it. We we like say first like why what is wrong with the model, and then we try to see if we can fix it. All right, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> sure. So a four point model doesn't do anything. Do you expect him to like survive a turn or two? What do well, you want compare. Him to do? Compare him to the four-point model of the test subject. <laughs> right. Okay. That's yeah, let's, hey, let's compare him to the four-point model of the test subject, a phenomenal yeah. test subject over here. Yeah, I would love someone to walk me through why the Morath, Morath is a functional model. If, if you have any suggestions, please send it in. But uh, the way that he is now, he doesn't – he just – He's not worth it in a seeker crew because the whole concept of a seeker crew is to bubble up and he wants to kind of be out on his own, but he also wants to kind of bubble up a little bit with you. Yeah, he doesn't really have a place in my seeker list. Well, and he's only four points. I mean, yeah, he can get shielding if he goes through um, mm. goes through terrain and stuff, but he's only four hit points. So, I mean, even with armor one, he can get one-shotted pretty I mean, not too hard. It's not too hard to do five points of damage to a model. I think in one of the conversations, you did actually say an answer that I, I think would fix the model and would want to keep in the crew. You said that you would like it if Rolling Stones was also treated as severe and hazardous. Yeah, hazardous. Okay. I think that's actually a really good idea because at that point in time, that he would also do an effect for... Um, uh, Jetsa, right? Like Jetsa can actually target him and do extra effects to people that are in base-to-base -base contact with him. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a good fix. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, though, you have to look at. I mean, this is just me kind of being like, "What the hell do you expect?" It's a four-stone model, so I mean, how much do you want it to do? But you have to expect it to do something, though. I mean, before he dies, if he if he does like one or two damages of hazardous terrain damage, that's actually worth it. And if he does the you know being base to base contact with an enemy and then jetsa does her special ability on the enemy that's also worth it and then if he dies whatever fuck it it's a four point model yeah i like the, i like your idea yeah i mean just you know tell me something he does what does he do tell me something he does he well i think this well i think the, <laughs> yeah i think the most important thing is okay what would you possibly take out to include one of these models and that's, the answer is not a lot that's the problem is nothing why would why would you take anything out to include yeah. this model? But if he had, yeah, if he had the hazardous strain, I definitely can see it because then you would be like, all right, that model gets in base-to-base -base contact with that enemy model. Now you have to take these tests because it's hazardous and yada, yada, yada. And then if now that model moves nearby that Morrath, he's going to take at least one damage before the Morrath dies. Absolutely. Yeah. 
he would have a functioning purpose of a four point model. Yep. That's super easy to kill. I mean, as of right now, literally the only reason that I would ever take him is just to have a flipper for turf war, you know, put him over on the side. But then he, but then he dies and neutralizes it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then he dies and neutralizes it. So it's like, what's there's zero point. What's the point, Carl? All right, Dixon, what about you? I know you had another model that you were wanting to share last time, but I wouldn't let you. So the last time I didn't get to talk about the convict gunslinger and, you know. Is the what The what gunslinger? The convict gunslinger. Oh, yeah, I love those models. People paint them up with the pinstripes and everything. They look cool. Yeah, I think, honest, I don't think he's worth eight points. That's the thing. Okay, so why aren't they worth eight points? Because I, I do know they actually do a fair bit of damage. They yeah, do. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd almost argue that they're worth eight points. Nah, look up, look up their stats and stuff. They like seven health, no defensive stuff other than bulletproof plus one. Ooh, ooh, watch out! This badass has bulletproof plus one, and that's it. I, I, yeah, he's eight points. He's a stat five with a plus flip, which is good. So. He's gonna match your defense often. That's basically it. But uh, yeah, no. There's only two things that would change this model, other than like I would lower the cost and probably also give him a battle tempo. Just make him a mercenary model. A mercenary model, but he's an outlaw. Yeah. He. You know what? I guess not put the mercenary part and the battle tempo. But yeah, just lower the cost by one. Like that seems just. That seems like good. Yeah, because you said what? They're eight points. They're eight points for seven health and bulletproof plus one. That's literally all they get defensively. Well, I think you start getting up to the eight point range. I mean, and this is this is once again me comparing models. You got to think about what are other models in the game that are the similar point costs and what do they do? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I look at eight points and I'm like, oh, that's like Gracie range. It's like, right. is this model Gracie? No. <laughs> yeah. Not even well, close. Also, you're looking, that's the top of eight points. Like if you look at eight points in a normal way, uh, you well, Corvus Corvus Rogue is also eight points, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's an unfair piece of shit. Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, Comic Gunslinger is nowhere near those two models. Not even Corvus is nine. Corvus is nine. I oh, just I'm sorry. Yeah. I am so sorry. Well, but see, so, but see that's what I'm saying. Like, crazy. you you got to look at your spectrum and you say, what's the best model I can think of at eight points, and is it close to that? Is it not too close, or is it at the bottom? And and it sounds like you're thinking the convicts are further down the bottom. Yeah, think- wait, wait, wait. Okay, I want I want to jump in here, and I want to say something as yeah, to why I it. think it's should it why I think it's worth eight points. Okay, it's got gunfighter. It's got run and gun. It's got the ability to set itself up to have fast turn two. I'm listening. I mean, it's it. I mean that's and it's got a positive to its gun. I mean, yeah, it's only a five, but it's a positive. So what does that turn the five into? An eight. I, I see what you're saying, but he he caps out of five damage. Like that's normal for seven point models. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't do anything crazy or heinous. He just he his survivability is the problem. Look at his survivability. What does he have? Seven health, bulletproof plus one. That's it. So yeah, his his offense is on par with seven points maybe a low crappy eight point model well I, I think chris is saying with running gun you have a better shot of staying away from you have a threats. better shot of staying away from most threats and you've got your defensive quick draw ability to where you can ping back the target so targets aren't going to be likely to start shooting at you yeah. they're going to figure out different ways to get around that i think he's 
I think he's worth eight points. Nah, in my experience, he has never been the worth the eight points, unfortunately. And and it's what I said. It's like it's a survivability. If you lower him to seven points, then I'm happy because he he really doesn't need anything else. Well, I played a little bit of the old Parker, okay, and I can say, being probably the worst Parker player ever, I never <laughs> played him. Uh, I played him. I played uh, him in Vix. I've played him in uh, Leviticus and Hamlin. I've tried him out multiple places. I played him in, in Parker himself, and. He definitely is not nine points, and he's not—he's not eight, in my opinion. You know what? I, you know what I think you can do to that model, Dixon, without kind of um, maybe without changing it too much. Is you could almost—it comes with the—I think Sue comes in that box. I think it's called like Folsom Prison or something like that. Yes. So I, I think you could put something on Sue's card that gives them kind of some ability. Mm-hmm. That maybe makes them better and just put a nor on it. And maybe you can buff them that way indirectly. Because I, I think Chris is right. There's a lot of good stuff on the card. I think you're just saying that, you know, they usually don't hang around a lot. And the max side is not great with the damage, which is what they're supposed to do. Yeah, possibly. I still So maybe if, they're nec- maybe if they're next to Sue, maybe you give them like, you know, crit strike built in or something. So you'd rather buff Sue, which, by the way, he's also eight points. You rather buff an another eight point model to try to make these not eight point models that are eight point models. They've like got onslaught as well. I didn't yeah, even. But they don't have the suit built in. They have to actually but cheat it. They're also I was just, minions. I was just pointing out another way you could indirectly buff the model to make it worth bringing. What's up? No, that's what I was saying. You can just indirectly buff them through Sue or another parker model to make them worth bringing because i agree with chris i like a lot of the stuff on there but maybe you can do something else to make them more survivable maybe indirectly instead of directly i mean unless you want to raise their health by two or how how about this maybe you you know put a pretty decent upgrade into uh outcast and maybe they can bring that and it'll make them survivable and then they're a 10 stone model (laughs) and then they're a 10 stone so i mean if you don't want to lower him from eight points Give him then heart of wound and plus two health. Like that's my point. Like it's significantly easier to put them at seven points. Which, by the way, suit uh, Parker doesn't have a seven point model. They have two eight point minions and an eight point uh, enforcer. You can make the convict gunslinger a seven, and he's actually now on par. Like he's okay. This actually makes sense, and you don't have to change anything else on the model. You just lower the cost of seven. And that's it. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. All right, so actually, my next model that needs to be fixed also is also an Outcast model. Mm-hmm. So Outcast is getting a lot of love on the "Let's please fix these models" thing, <laughs> and and kind of the you know the sad thing about this is this model actually got a buff last year, and it's still not great in my opinion. Um, and mine is Johan Creedy. So Johan is an enforcer that's seven stones. I mean, there's good stuff on the card, but the crews that you would bring him with, which is infamous for Zip, and then obviously he's a versatile for the rest of the crew, is you don't really see him that that much. I mean, sure, if he charges, he has kind of like this 8-inch kind of threat range. Um, he's still slow, though, based by himself. He has Flurry, which, sure. Um, I mean, showboating is always good, but so do other models. So he has this hammer that's, Three, four, six, which you're like, okay, that's pretty good. Two inch reach, knock side, sure. Rebel yell, I actually like. I think that's where you actually might see Johan is if you're struggling for condition removal. 
he's just good to bring to get rid of. Um, and then final rest, I don't know, whatever. But anyways, there's kind of just a lot of meh on this guy. It's like, I, I want this model is so cool and I have crews that I want to put him in, but I mean, when I'm playing zip, he's just slow and kind of left behind. And then he's really not doing anything mm-hmm. like zip spreads out so much. I just don't ever see myself bringing Johan. Cause I'm just like, I don't feel like babysitting him with a skeeter. Hmm. So I don't know. And zip doesn't want to hang around the middle or any other place on the board. He wants to fly around. So I don't know what you guys think about Johan, but I'm definitely, I wish they would fix the hell out of this model so I can put it on the board. I, I do. I, cause I've had the experience. The unfortunate thing about him really is he's like a, Jack of all trades. So he has support and he has melee uh, offense. But he's staff five and he has flurry. So he's kind of mediocre. Yeah. He's too expensive for what he wants to do. So yeah, he can do six points of damage on a stat five. So you have to like get out of your hand two, three cards. You have to get three cards for this one model. Why? That was my yeah. experience when I was playing him. It's like, oh, I played him, and then and I played him before they buffed him, and he was just like, God, this guy is like, I, I play, I start playing him before he buffed him. They buffed him. I played him after that, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't fix the problem. So it's not fixed. Yeah, yeah well, no, it's unfortunate. So here, here's one thing that I think if they just added this to them mm-hmm. or to him, right? I think it would actually fix a lot of the problem he has in zip. I, I mean, other outcast crews, fine. Mm. I think honestly, other outcast crews might only bring him just for the rebel yell and that uh-huh. would be fine. But the only way I would bring him in zip is if they put one simple ability on the front of his card. And if they put, get your hands off me, mm. like Earl has, okay. I would totally bring him more. So, mm. because if a flying model takes off and he's within an inch of them, no, then he can be placed base to base not. with him. I would totally bring him. Yeah, of course you would. I love that ability. I mean, I would, I would gladly get rid of Flurry to do that. <laughs> that yeah, way, you he's, actually, he's too good right now. Actually, actually, one second, one second, one second. Get rid of, get rid of Rush and Sabotage. You can get rid of two abilities if you give him Get Off of Me, and in the back of the card. Uh, I mean, I would change Rebel Yo. To be honest, I think Rebel Yo is a garbage ability. I would keep the name and I change it to a Pulse Three, and it's any number of friendly models in Pulse Three. You can raise it from uh, a TN of ten to like a TN fourteen, so you need a, a nine. But you can remove, you know, any number of conditions and give every friendly model uh, focus, and that all of a sudden, Johan is going to be on the table well, every game. And that's what I'm saying. And then you have a three, four, six hammer that can be flown around and actually do something in Zip's crew. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's too big for them to be flying around with. I don't know. But I mean, you he put is. that ability on him. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. I could see him just being like, you know, get your hands off me. Yeah. <laughs> now, like two things that I always wanted on him is, like I said, Rebel Yell to be a different support ability that's an actual AOE buff yeah. ability and um, scatter. I want him to have both. If he had both, I'd be a happy camper. Yeah. Yeah. But now <laughs> I like your ability about like being carried. Yeah, Chris, get on board with it. Why don't you want to be? Uh, why don't Why don't you want to have Johan carry people? It's not like he's dangerous. 
No, Johan being carried, not Johan carrying people. Get oh, your so hands said. off me. Yeah. yeah so so Earl coming all the way across the board on turn one <laughs> is already bad enough. Well, to do uh, that it's all right. On, to do that with a beater. Well, the funny thing is, right, so that round three I was playing, right, I mean, it was flank deployment. So turn end of turn one, so I flew, I think it was Maris. I flew Maris, picked up Earl, flew her again, picked up Earl, then Zip flies, flies again, picks up Earl. So by the end of that, after chain ganging with Earl, he was almost in her deployment zone, turn one. Yep. Welcome to and, well, and yeah. To do that with Johan, a beater, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Not. It's fine. Chris, he's fine. fine. He, he literally all he has is hard to kill and seven health. That's it. Yeah, it's fine. See, fine. Yeah. He's gonna be all right. Like, oh, if, if, if he did his job, then he died. Oh no, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to get models to actually do their job, and then yeah, they die. They die. Whatever. Because <laughs> I want to see them on the table more, and if Johan did his job, you'd see him on the table more. You wouldn't see him every game, but you see him more. All right, Chris, we got time for one more model. So, what's one more that you'd like to see fixed? Uh, so, me being an explorer player, I focused most of my attention on explorers. So, I'll mm -hmm. choose another explorers model. Okay. Uh, oh no, Bell Arcanist! Yo, the bellhop porter. What, <laughs> what is that? Let me see. Yeah, exactly. What is that? You've <laughs> never seen him on the he's table. A, he's a butler, dude. He's a butler. Is he the giant robot with the backpacks and shit? Yeah. yeah that's him. Yeah, Aww. it's a cool model. I like it's him. It's a cool looking model. He looks phenomenal. I want to put him on the board. But Chris, hey, whoa, whoa. He makes all of your models one size bigger. Oh, yeah. yeah. That works so well with explorers. Tell you what. All right. So what don't you like about the model, Chris? Obviously, there's something there. I mean, he doesn't do anything. I mean, he he can give shielding out, which, you know, yeah, with a Grave Goo that can use shielding to increase, you know, different stats or, you know, with a Morrace that could use shielding to increase damage. Um, it's cool and all, but ultimately, what does it do? It doesn't really do anything. It has Accomplice. It does have Accomplice. That's it also has extended reach. I mean, if he had accomplice and also did work, that'd be scary. But I'm sorry. If baggage handlers had Nakusite printed on it, like actual the suit was printed on it, I, I can yeah. see that being useful as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but as as he is, he's not really a functional model. Yeah. It, he doesn't he doesn't do anything with any of the crews. Yeah, I agree with you. This is. And I don't know how to fix them. I would love suggestions. From uh, listeners, I, I don't know how to fix him. I, I know he's trash in his iteration right now. Well, here's what I would kind of... So looking at what he is, he's kind of this robot that he carries the baggage. He gives stuff out to people, you know. That's kind of what he does. I'd like to see some kind of upgrades, almost like what you would see with uh, some other different models in the game where you can hand out an upgrade to people, almost like the Emissary for Outcast. That yes. would be cool. Holy crap. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, this could be like a lesser version of him. Doesn't have to have, like, the obvious don't have to be amazing, but they can yeah. be, they can be throwaway. Well, he is a seven-point seven model in his iteration right now. Yep. Like, he, to me, he's not even really worth five points. Um, he is. Would you, okay, so, damn. The thing is, I will have to think more about this model. You're right. I have never seen him on the table. 
Well, and that's, so that's the thing. You've never seen him on the table. He comes with the Alpinist and Jesse. So you've seen both those models on the oh, table. Oh, yeah. I see Jesse all, all the time. Like, and geez. the Alpinist. I love the Alpinist. It's phenomenal. In fact, if I had dropped the Alpinist into Brandon's matchup, that round three, I would have been able – so what I didn't tell you, Dixon, is uh-huh. there was a waterway going all the way around the board. Okay. So that's what slowed me down trying to get back gotcha. is because Sovereign and Winston – Sovereign could have, you know, brought Winston over, but ultimately Winston's still, you know, trudging through this little, you know, this river. Yeah. If I had brought the Alpinist, you know, having all of my models be able to ignore terrain and other models, yeah. I think I could have scraped something out of that. But yeah, I've used the Alpinist. I've used Jess. Jesse's phenomenal. I love Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. I see her all the time. Like, I, she's not yeah. an every crew uh, model, but when she's good, she's fucking amazing. Well, she's a so she's a tech pick. So you bring right. her against anything that requires markers. Like he kept trying to drop web markers, and I was like, "Nope, no, thank you, no web <laughs> markers for you." Yeah, and Brandon was like, uh, "Yeah, that's what she does." Yeah, but um, yeah, the bellhop porter comes with them. You don't ever see him. Yeah, never, I think yeah, because there's a lot of models. I mean, you look at Bayou. We have uh, Sparks. I mean, he did the bombs in the belly, which isn't a thing anymore, but you can still do stuff interesting with giving out upgrades and abilities. And that's something that I think the bellhop porter should do more of. Yeah. We're, we're a little over six months since they come out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say, let's say five, let's say four or five models, right? Uh, four or five months, many tournaments, never seen the bellhop porter, even in casual games. Yep. There's no point. He does nothing. Yeah. There's you just know, other models that does more. He has extended reach. No, no, he does nothing. No, I'm saying that he has extended reach. <laughs> like that should be something or so a reason for him to be brought. Cause I've seen Yamasiko be brought out of keyword yeah. just to have the extended reach out. Cause it's oh, actually yeah, some protective. Yeah. Some yeah. protective capabilities. Absolutely. But like, yeah, he, I don't know. I don't see any other reason for, cause Yamasiko will beat your ass, but like, I don't think this guy would. No. No, <laughs> no he wouldn't. Oh, that's sad. All right. Well, any last minute thoughts or anything else you guys want to share before we uh, wrap this thing up? I, nope. I, I, I would like to say one more model. I want no. to hear you no, guys. One more no. model. Come on. One come on. Do me that nope. favor. I'll do, one, this... I'll do one more model. You <laughs> Fine, Dixon. One more, and then we're getting the road. All right, the meme is alive. What would you guys do to fix Killjoy? <laughs> this is one Dixon's wanted to talk about in a while. Oh, for a God Almighty! Dude, like for a while, I want him to at least have I don't know fucking gravity well or some shit, something fucking. I here. I bought Killjoy just because aesthetically he looks amazing. I Thank love you. the model. Yep. But yeah, I yeah I never I never played him. He's not very good. I played him many times. I've been trying to make him work. It's just he even doesn't. when he works, yeah, even when he works, it's because I sacrificed like fourteen points out of models to yeah. make him work. It's like why yeah, it doesn't work. Why did I do that? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I don't know how to fix Killjoy either. He's just uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I know one thing that. Oh, let me look at one thing. Please, here. please, God, take a look at him. Tell oh, me. No, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to look at. 
I want the hook chain that it's just I don't know. I mean, I even played him with the fix that I thought that was necessary for the faction for the keyboard. I mean, so, which is they ignore severe and concealment, and he's still bad. Yeah. So my issue with it is you look at something that's similar, and it's in the same keyword, right? Is you look at the Malosaurus Rex, which is ten points, just like Killjoy, right? And the Malosaurus Rex isn't broken, but it definitely does like a thing, and it's ten points. So once again, kind of just comparing what we have. Yeah. And when I look at Killjoy, I just think you can, I, I don't know, maybe if you make him, give him almost like the Sparks treatment a little bit, maybe make him a henchman instead of an enforcer. Because I don't ever see the henchman that comes with Titania. I don't know if you play the henchman, Anselin or whatever. Yeah, Aislin, whatever that, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Well, because uh, Distracted became a thing, I've been facing a lot more Distracted crews. Uh, so I have been bringing Ashling and she okay. does her job. Yeah, okay. she, she does her job. Yeah, I could, so, I would say Killjoy into a henchman and then maybe Terrifying 12. Bump them up one. I was going to say, the Terrifying, in my opinion, should be at least a 12. Mm. Yeah. Um, 11 seems a little low for what's going on with his disgusting body. Yeah, hook chain, <laughs> chain being stat six as well. Um, I'm also not a fan of his attack only being a one inch. I'd actually like that to be a two inch. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's a it's a cleaver on a chain or whatever he has a chain. Yeah. So so we got henchman. So he has soulstone use now. Okay, then terrified twelve, then two inch melee plus one on on hook chain. <laughs> Look at all the shit that we're, we're trying to make him. Talk. We're not saying all at once. We're saying these are suggestions. You know, oh, no, I don't know. I, I, I was going to say, I think you need at least two of those to make him at playable. At least two of them, yeah, to make him playable. He's he's just not good. Dude, you put Killjoy and the fucking Malosaurus Rex side by side. The only thing Killjoy beats the Malosaurus in is the fucking willpower. That's literally the only yeah. thing. It's so dumb. <laughs> That's yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm okay with him being slow. I'm okay with him. Because the thing is, he doesn't synergize great with the rest of the crew. So if he's not going to synergize, you need to do almost something like they did with Talos, where he can do something cool by himself. Or maybe do something like he can do an effect if somebody's in one of those undergrowth markers. Maybe make it where he has some ability where it's like, oh, he can, he can attack a model if it's, I don't, I don't want to say in it, but maybe he can... Do get some benefit if somebody's in an undergrowth marker. T technically so speaking, he has barbed in bramble, so he gets a plus flip when he goes through uh, severe terrain or an underbrush marker. But yeah. he's just that bad, so to the point that you forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, something I, that's I, good. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Like literally, massive cleaver with the size of the model. Like when you look at the model, like Chris, you said you bought the model. The fucking cleaver looks like it's a two-inch reach weapon, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like why? Well, he's on a fifty. He's on a fifty millimeter. I mean, oh yeah, he's huge. He's fucking in my huge. mind, fifty millimeter. You know, models should have some reach. No, for sure. He's a ten the most model part. that doesn't put in. You the know, who, you know who has two-inch melee reach? Malosaurus Rex. No, Maris. Oh, that's right. That fat bitch is. Oh yeah. my god! She's got these little tiny arms. She's like she's the Malosaurus Rex with these little T Rex arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah except she's except for she's wearing she's wearing Daisy Dukes. That's the only difference. And a and crop top. A, and a yeah. giant rocket strapped to her back because why not? <laughs> she's a, she's uh, amazing. I don't get me wrong. I love playing with her, but I hate playing against her. 
Yeah, so definitely I, I like leaving off on that. Killjoy definitely needs some love. I even yeah. heard some people talking like, man, if they had a cool like nightmare model for Killjoy, that'd be sweet too. They have three. Do they for Killjoy? There's one called Silent Night. There's another that I forgot what it is, but I was told that there was another one. Uh, and then the, norm, the, the normal one. Yeah, the Silent Night looks awesome. If you want to like Google it real quick, Silent That's Night. Yeah, Silent Night as in like like a like a knight from medieval times. Ooh, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he. Eh, she, yeah, she's I don't know. Awesome. I'm not crazy about that. I I fucking loved her. And I wish I had it, but like, yeah, no, it's just. He's got like this wood. He got like this wood armor on. Yeah, that uh, that reminds me of Goro in uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yep. little, yeah, yep. But yeah, that's it. That's my that's my grief. Every single fucking time, I was like, I want to play you, but you're so fucking bad. All right, Chris, what about you? Any last-minute thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no, no last-minute thoughts. Matt, if you're listening, your models were painted phenomenally. Oh, did you have pictures? If you do, please I did not take. I did not take any pictures. There's some on the Georgia Malifaux group. Oh, okay. his, titania, his Titania. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got, yeah, all those. Like, in fact, he just posted his, uh, the Ents, the, the tree. What is that guy? The Emissary. The Emissary, yeah. Oh, it looks but, great. Uh, yeah, his models painted phenomenally. I gotcha. Yeah, and uh, the only thing that I got left to say will be that if you're in or around Raleigh on the uh, 24th, make sure that you come to Game Theory and play a tournament of Malifo. We'd uh, be glad to have you. I know Chris and I are going to be there for that one. So anybody from out of town, anybody from the East Coast, hey, more the merrier. Come on down to it. Come on up to it. Hey, so, so far, somebody has to like defend the honor of this podcast against Brandon Lynch because he's beaten all three of us. Technically, mine wasn't very much of a game, but you know, I'll try to do. I'll try to get to turn three next time. You didn't put up much of a fight. It's like it's like a it's like, okay. black, it's like a black bear, man. You just gotta kind of lay down and just <laughs> like Jesus, take the wheel. Let's go. <laughs> uh, just don't let him drop your pants. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> All right, but I think with that being said, we'll go ahead and flip cards and flip tables just like he did, and see y'all next time.